Okay. So here we are. Oh on a sweet. On a sweltering afternoon in the Midwest. You know, <laughs> getting together to talk about ghosts and shit. Hey Nick, what's up? Hi. <laughs> that was like an audiobook opening. I feel like I could listen to another hour of that. Good thing people get to. <laughs> exactly. You have so much to look forward to, people. Yay. <laughs> This is the second full episode the listeners are getting today. On Monday, I posted an episode I did with my friend Heather that was an hour-long commercial for our new podcast called Miss Murder. So thank you all for listening to that. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it, it was good. It was, I didn't want to like look up your normal female killer ghost. So I, I took it way back to the 1600s. And I'm not going to lie, Heather's story was way better than mine. So you go, girl. <laughs> That's a great era. Great era for, for female killers. It's fantastic. Yeah, who'd have thunk? I had no idea. <laughs> It was it was more about the haunting, but a chick killed him, so it worked. <laughs> yep, the smart ones killed all the men back then. That was that was what yeah. it was, which is great. Yeah, bitches be crazy. That is yeah, well, men men were useless. Men were useless then, so it's fine. <laughs> well, they they didn't think they were, but however they were, <laughs> it's, it's completely different. From the times of today. I'm just saying to be politically correct, kind of, sort of. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> so did you find any cool vintage games on eBay since we last spoke? Uh, you know, I've, I've sworn off the Ebays. Uh, this week is sort of like Christmas. I have these kind of ebbs and flows of quarantine purchases, and I might have a delivery every day this week so i'm cut off so i'm kind of pissed i told you i bid on that one and the guy never responded and then he accepted somebody else's bid who was two dollars cheaper than mine i'm livid livid this that's just like someone out to get you Mm Mm-hmm. yeah that was some he's gonna get some bad karma for that we can say that right yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You one hundred. We should have his email, his eBay username, and <laughs> just throw it out. Speaking of throwing stuff out, a couple weeks ago, so for Christmas, Chris ordered me this really cool ghost hunting equipment that I had seen on Dave Schrader's show called The Holzer's Files. And oh my gosh, I can't wait for you to meet Dave. You will love him, Nick. But so Chris ordered me one for Christmas. It said, you know what? We won't have it to you in time for Christmas. We're running on a good, you know, two to three week delay. He uh, contacted Chris a couple weeks later saying, hey, I'm going to need a couple more weeks and then nothing. This was in January. It's almost June, right? So I sent something out. Chris sent a couple other emails. And I'm like, look, dude, what is going on? Just tell me what's going on or refund me my money. Because it was way past the point of, you know, doing a charge back on your credit card. So I called the fucker out on Facebook. Yep, sure the fuck did. And he and somebody tagged him in it. 
And he emailed me, and he, he's like, because he emailed the Oddity Files crew at Gmail, so he didn't know who who, who he was emailing. And he's like, um, somebody said you called me out on Facebook about blah, 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 blah. And I said, well, yeah, I did, because we ordered this in December, and I have not heard anything. He's like, well, you need to use our contact page on, on our website. I'm like, I fucking did. Anyway, paranologies.com. Oh, I patronized. do not recommend them at all. However... Yeah, I I got it. Oh. It showed up last week. You got oh, it. Hold that thought. Oh, I'm gonna okay. grab it. You, you please get it. And I I oh I can't believe people, but of course you get it as soon as you. Oh my god. So <gasps> it's called the gyroscope, and it's pretty much a Ouija board, electronic. So these lights will light up if there's a a break in the. Usually, if there's a break in the EMF field, and then um, a light will light up one of these letters, and the the 3D stuff he used um, is glow in the dark. So that letter will stay highlighted for a couple rounds around it, and we'll be able to spell out a word. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to add some of the sound effect for the listeners. Oh, yeah. you got... Wow. Yeah. And I'll post a picture of it on our our Instagram and Facebook stories, but yeah. How cool. I I mean, besides the terrible customer service, it seems like a really high quality, like even if it's not something you're into, like just to have it on display on your, like that's a display product. Oh yeah. Plus my obsession with Ouija boards, add that and you've got like a 2000s version of a Ouija board. I'm down, but um, yeah. the guy fought with us a little bit. But he ended, it showed up the very next week. So I had to Karen him. I had to pull out my, I need to speak to a manager, but it's only just him. But, you know, he fought back a little bit. It was sent. Um, I can't wait to use it on an investigation. <laughs> so I had it running on our living room table. And Chris is like, smell something. <laughs> Talking to the ghosts in here. I'm like, babe, that's not oh, how you investigate. No. <laughs> Plus, there's a learning curve. The girls have to figure out how to use it first. So, and then he made me turn it off and oh my put it God. on the shelf. So, yeah. there you go. Yeah, the, <laughs> just the keep it there until here. you go somewhere. That, oh, what a cool, it's like something out of Beetlejuice. I feel like Tim Burton came up with that. Oh, yeah. That is so cool. I and oh. I want to use Chris's 3D printer to make that kind of shit now. Not going to lie. I want to tear it apart to see how it works. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Oh, yeah. So that was my Listen, excitement. It's in your hands. Yeah. The choice is yours. The choice is ours. So we spoke a little bit about paranormal in the news, and you said you had something, but the story was shit. So you wanted to talk about it. T- tell me, Nick, what's what's paranormal in the news? I, um, you know, I've never been so excited from a headline and then so angry by the <sighs> body. Of, it of happens it. all the time. Yep, and especially in the paranormal field. But this is this was interesting because it came from Variety, which is the entertainment news site. Yeah. Which I was like, okay, cool. The headline is Bolivian Orchestra Stranded in Haunted German Castle Surrounded by Wolves During Pandemic. I saw that. Like- <laughs> and I said, I want to go to there. <laughs> But I didn't it, read it the story. It looks amazing. <laughs> yeah. Headline, it's the best headline of 2020. Hands down, best yep. headline 2020. And then you read it, and it's just like, 
Bolivian orchestra group has been stranded in this German castle for 73 days. They're said to be wolves surrounding the castle. It's also kind of haunted. That I mean, like, nothing. It's just... And that's it. That's it. Very disappointing. Oh, so disappointed. Yeah. You know, whatever happened to respectable journalists, <laughs> I guess? I don't know. I, it's, Long gone. Yeah. I mean, I was down Long for the headline. Gone. I'm not going to lie. Oh. I, haunted castle alone. And then, you know, you've got wolves surrounding you during a pandemic to protect you from others coming in and infecting you. It sounds amazing. It really does. The The best, on top of the headline, the best line at the very, very end is the last line of the whole article is the BBC reports that the Bolivian embassy hopes to get the orchestra on a flight back to the country in early June. Like, it's just God. such a clusterfuck of an article. And yes. I just, I, I love it. So, did it say if they were, like, alone in the castle? How are they eating? I'm Now I'm concerned for them. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, some of the musicians are still able to communicate with their family members back home, but some say their temporary lodging is far from a vacation. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. It's a haunted castle. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty fascinating, but there's really nothing. They don't dig into ghosts. It's a Rheinsberg Palace, which is a 600-year-old castle located an hour and a half outside of Berlin, northwest of Berlin. Oh, so they're not, like, in the middle of nowhere. There's got to be food around. Okay. Yeah. And they're going to leave, and they're going to miss it. It's, yep, they're going to be, like, they're going to look back and be... Be like, hey, remember when we were trapped in this haunted castle surrounded by packs of dozens of packs of wolves? I hated the accommodations then. Now I want to go back. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, people would like pay for an experience like that. I mean, it's a shame. 73 this is days me is a raising long my time. Hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would too. If someone, if you came up to me on the street and said, I will pay for your flight to go be trapped in a haunted 600 year old palace surrounded by wolves for between 70 and 100 days would you do it i would say yeah can i bring my laptop and a few friends do i need to sign a waiver (laughs) exactly give me whatever i'll sign it i have bags i need to bring but other than that i'm down (laughs) yep peanut butter jelly bread i'm let's go uh uh investigative equipment ir cameras and i'm good (laughs) yep and battery charges. Oh, 100%. Well, like, Variety knew that this was... That whoever wrote this, Jordan Moreau was the journalist. This alone, the the headline, is like a movie deal waiting to happen. And I feel like this writer was like, all right, this is going to be my next... This is it for me. And then wrote the headline and then said, fuck the story. And that's it. Yeah. And now she's writing the story for personal gain. It's all fiction. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's been tweeted and retweeted by, like, horror directors, and, I mean, it's circled the interwebs. Yeah. Yep. See? It worked. Okay. I have a... I I told you that I had a timeless paranormal in the news, but I have a timely one that I forgot that I saved as well. Do you mind if I run through it real quick? Oh, please. I like timely and timeless, so win-win. It's pandemic-related, too, so, you know, it just seemed fitting, so... Some homes have seen a rise in paranormal activity since quarantine. Duh. Um, (laughs) This comes from power1051.iheartradio.com. 
and it says, we may be far from Halloween season, but coronavirus is still spooking people as they stay home and quarantined. So one person says, the more I'm stuck in this house, the more there's a feeling, said Kurt Schneider, 56, of Tampa, Florida, who's been forced to stay home during the coronavirus in the notorious house where killer Victor Lacida slaughtered his parents, three siblings, and the family pooch in 1933. Well, dude, Kurt, dude. Yeah, you move into this house, there's a chance of hauntings, okay? So Schneider told the Post, he's been fine sharing his home, saying, I guess you could say I'm getting to know my roommates. He's Look, he's got a good outlook. I'll give him that. They left this Earth's... Earth? Earth? Nope. (laughs) They left this earth in a stressful way. They were murdered while they slept, and their time was cut short, so I understand where they're coming from. Now, do you, Kurt, have you been murdered in your sleep? Anywho. I don't know. I totally get it. It's fine. I I know what it feels like. Yeah, okay. though. Are you kidding me? So, (laughs) there's another person who says he's it's mr gomez no first name this is some shoddy journalism mm-hmm. mr gomez is 26 years old he told the paper it doesn't say what paper i'm a fairly rational person i try to think what are the reasonable tangible things that could be causing this but when i don't have those answers i start to think maybe something else is going on so yeah Wow. Yeah, he heard what a doorknob. He heard a doorknob rattling vigorously. Um, I would oh. pay for that shit to happen. Oh, that would be it's always the people who don't want it or don't care. I know. <laughs> Every single time I will never forget in the history of all of the stories I've ever heard is very long story short condensed. A friend of mine got this dresser from a, a woman who was murdered and in the the dresser the the um the drawer the drawers would like come out come in the dresser would like shake randomly and inside the top drawer of the dresser there was a picture of the old woman and so he took the picture out and put it on top of the dresser and it never moved again it was like she just wanted to get out yep no yes but he's like He's the most vanilla dude. Like, he <laughs> he doesn't care about any of it. He doesn't believe in any of it. It just happened. And he's like, okay. And, like, you go to his house. And he's like, yeah, and she's still here, right here. She's just hanging. This is her picture. But he was, like, he was thoughtful. He figured out a way to make it stop. That's probably all she wanted. Please yeah. memorialize me in this stranger's house that I do not know. And it worked. I like this guy. Maybe, maybe we just don't need to believe anymore. <laughs> Well. And everything all of a sudden will just, the threshold will just. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I can't you do know, it, though. In my time of investigating, I feel like that if you have a super duper skeptic on your team, the spirits don't want to come out and play. They don't like that person. They're like, what do I have to prove to this guy? You know? Yep. It's just just my it's, own personal findings. But, I mean, if you got a There's no a, gray area. No. If you've got a, a murder victim's dress, drawer of dressers, though. Dresser of drawers? Drawer of dressers? Anyway. Where did that even come love, from? <laughs> I love how casual. I love how casual the guy is, too. Like, oh, that doorknob's moving. I, I can't explain it. So 
okay. <laughs> There's no. I don't oh know. my There's god! Nothing. I don't either. So, guys, hopefully, you know now that you're listening to this new episode, you've taken uh, Nick's heed and went out and did some investigating of your own, and now we want your stories. So please send your stories to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. So, um, Nick, I told you last week there would be a test this week. Where can people find us on Twitter and Instagram? Do, do, at, do. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at oddityfiles and on Instagram at oddityfiles. Yay! <laughs> I did it! You did it! Yay! Um, yes absolutely check us out there on Facebook just search Oddity Files you'll find our Facebook page and our Facebook fan group Um, it's kind of sort of super secret it says it's a secret group but all you have to do is ask to join and we'll let you in I actually had to boot somebody for the first time this week and I'm feeling a little good about it so yeah don't be an asshole in said group or you will get kicked out (laughs) there you go love each other Talk about paranormal shit. Exactly. That's it. It's simple. It's simple. Holla. And, you know, maybe <laughs> throw out a compliment to Nick and I, because we'll really appreciate that. Um, also, I made a Zoom, and I am officially have a perp, not Zoom. I said Zoom last week. Damn it, damn it, this damn it. two weeks in a row. <laughs> I know. I said it on the episode with Heather, too, and I had to cut it out. It's all blurring together. Everything is the same. Oh, my God. I have a TikTok. We have a TikTok, (laughs) Nick. And I found a reason to post on it. I'm so excited. So I got out of the house because, you know, some things were lifted in my area. And I could go to the salon. And I went and got my legs waxed because I'm that bitch. (laughs) And God, I love it. Anywho. So the girl there, who is like the same age as my children, I told her I had, I had a TikTok. And she goes, oh, you know what you should do? This was Sydney. So Sydney, if you're listening. And I'm like, no, I have no idea what to do with this stupid thing other than look at puppy videos. She goes, you should tell paranormal stories on the TikTok. And I'm like, oh, my God, she's a genius. So what I'm doing is, you know, randomly, I'm like synopsing like stories that I tell in 30 minutes down to like a minute. It's so hard, Nick. It's so hard. And um, I put some spooky pictures and overlays on it. And I've got a purpose on TikTok. So I'm so excited. We're at Oddity Files on TikTok. Tell your quality, friends. Quality, quality content. And, that, and that's great. Needs more spooky on, on TikTok. TikTok needs more, more, uh, creepy ghost stuff i agree i did do a a search for like hashtag creepy stories and the the main guys who do that are kind of douchey um don't tell them i said that because i'll pretend like i didn't um but yeah (laughs) because you know i'm just out there to make friends on tiktok whether they're douchey or not so (laughs) check it out guys tell your friends tell your grandma tell the creepy guy that works in the cubicle next to you all about the Oddity Files, as well as our show on Amazon Prime. Just search Oddity Files. Start with season three, because, and I hate saying this in front of Nick, because he's quite the filmmaker, but my editing sucked really bad until season three. So watch season three. You'll learn to love us. You'll learn to like us. And then go back and watch season one and season two. 
just putting that for out the charm. There. Yeah, I'm all red and embarrassed that I told Nick I'm sucky out of here now. So. You know what? You made something. It's out, and people can watch it, and that's what matters. Yes, but we also got lapel mics, which made all the difference in the world. <laughs> oh, always good audio makes a difference, and it doesn't matter because the content and the stuff that I've seen, I mean. Unreal. There's some incredible stuff. So I highly recommend huh. everyone goes and watches it. You're the best. Thanks, no, Nick. Just I'm being blushing honest. again. I'm literally <laughs> I mean, I'm blushing. <laughs> I try. I try so hard. Oh, you're such good people. Okay. <laughs> you ready for story time? Oh, I'm I was born ready. Again, okay. I got the dream catcher up, so I'm ready. Okay, this one, I tried to keep it a little less spooky than that first one we did together. I'm, I'm like so worried about you now, but I'm going to eventually get more and more and more creepy. You're just lucky <laughs> you missed out on the black eyed kids because they're fucking scary. Okay. I don't like that. <laughs> no, I don't either. <laughs> so today I'm doing the haunting of Sammy Dean. Actually, I got the idea from this. From TikTok. So yay. There is some good coming out of TikTok. Oh. Okay. And it, this was one of the less douchier guys. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thanks, TikTok. <laughs> thanks, less douchey TikTok, dude. Okay. Mining <laughs> towns are, for some reason, extremely haunted. Is the energy of the chase to find riches left behind? Or is it the fact that so many murders happened in the times of the gold rush? Or is it simply that the towns themselves and their mineral-rich soil helps to leave the imprint of the past and replace itself over and over again? No one can really put their finger on it, but the fact still remains that so many of these towns are some of the most haunted locations in America. So today's story takes place... Nope. So today's story takes place in Jerome, Arizona, and it's specifically the story of Juanita Marie, air quotes, Sammy, undo air quotes, Dean. So from here on out, we'll call her Sammy Dean. And that story goes a little something like this. Sammy was born in Texas in 1892 and grew up on a farm near Dallas. By 1914, George Dean, said to be a gambler, swept Sammy off her feet. The two marry, and George opens a cigar store near Dallas. After 1920, Sammy disappears off census records for a bit, but it's said she went to Colorado to be a sex worker and then headed to Arizona to do the same. Jerome's mineral... Jer I'm sorry. Jerome, the city. I was thinking it was a man when I was reading it the first time. <laughs> Jerome's mineral of choice was copper, and the people came out in droves to get rich quick. So what happened to George Dean is a mystery, although some believe he left Sammy and Jerome, but no one really knows. Whatever her past, Sammy certainly seems to have had her act together after he left. They say she had divorced George, she owned her own car, she, and she owned expensive jewelry, and it was also known, unfortunately, that she kept a lot of cash in her suite at one of Jerome's finer bordellos. How long she had been in town is really unknown, but before long, Sammy had many friends and admirers in the Red Light District. The town of Jerome was known at the time as... So many things. I'll just give you a couple of the, you know, like slogans of the town in the 1930s. Um, it was known as the wickedest town in America or Ooh. the Sin City 
of the West. Oh. oh. It's, it's quite, quite something to live up to. Even though she was a sex worker, she was adored by the townsfolk and was often seen around town doing everyday things with her friends, you know, just going to the movies and the grocery store. So she was like, God love those people for not judging her for what she did, first and foremost. And secondly, you go, Sammy. Heck yeah. Until, however, July 10th, 1931. The town was crawling with people, most of them on the shady side of the spectrum, which which is what happened in mining towns, with the copper rolling through the town and way more men than women. You can imagine the bars were hopping, the gambling was aplenty, and the sex workers didn't want for anything. So our sweet Sammy was one of the more popular ladies of the evening, so to speak. And on this day, Sammy was missing from the colorful scenery around town. A neighbor had seen her that morning, but by 6 p.m., no one had seen her all day. So one of her friends decided to check on her. He found that although her front doors were locked, the back doors stood wide open. Upon entering, he quickly saw the room had been ransacked, and Sammy's bruised and mangled body lay dead from strangulation. And her beloved German shepherd was heartbroken and refused to leave her side. It it appears that he didn't try to fight anyone off, so whoever it was, even the dog knew, and the dog even followed her body out when the coroners took her. Oh, no. That's so detailed, too. This is, like, very historically accurate. I hope so. I watched one TV show. It's... Same, you know, it's very detailed. It's uh, it's down to that little piece. That's very good. I, I did look at some websites, but it was mostly from the TV show, yeah. which I'm pretty sure was produced by Zach Baggins because it had some of their music playing in it. Just putting that out there, Zach. If it wasn't you, you might want to look into it. Anyway, so Sammy's purse was missing and her jewelry was all there. So investigators thought maybe the condition of the home and the missing purse was just a cover up. And someone that she knew murdered her. Which, way to go, guys. I would guess that, too. (laughs) Okay, police looked at people Sammy knew. She had written her family back home, claiming that Mayor Thomas Miller's son wanted to marry her and vowed revenge when she refused his proposal. Oh, my God. I know. Nothing like a jaded man. Oh, I just made that up. It's just, that's that's such a commitment too. Like yeah, I, I like it, it was the thirties, but he's like, I vowed to get revenge for you denying my proposal. Like fuck you, dude. And I'm the mayor's son, and you're a prostitute. This is gonna end well. That's with a fist in the air. Okay. So. That's how I see it. That's how. I, yeah, absolutely. Why me? <laughs> you are my dream girl. I love you. Come back. <laughs> You complete me, Sammy. Is it your dog's name, Sammy? Yeah. More puppies. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Local folklore states that the mayor's son went missing after this as well. So, some shenanigans. However, Sammy also had a boyfriend. So... The, the one guy wasn't her boyfriend, but this was her boyfriend. And he was a hard miner and fighter 
who likewise does not appear to have been questioned by the police. And still nobody knows what happened to George Dean, her ex-husband. He's just gone. So. Top tier investigation. The murder is still unsolved to this day. I mean, yeah, it was the 30s. And they're like, why I ought to question nobody. And I ought to, I don't know. I don't know how they talked back then. It's like my favorite era, though, like the 20s through the 40s. I feel like I'm reincarnated from those days. That shit crazy. So the murder is still unsolved to this day. Sadly, we still have the same thing going on today, as I learned by watching all my murder shows. If you're a sex worker, the murder's not really looked into. Plus, Sammy's clients were everyone from the mayor, the mayor's son, and also council workers. So me smells a cover-up, big time. Yep. So Sammy's house is still standing. And yes, this is going to get into haunting and creepy stuff. But I wanted you to know more about Sammy. And I'll explain more about what I'm about to tell you. Oh. So when people used to visit the home on a ghost tour, that is no longer a thing. I actually tried to look it up. Um, they said they could feel cold spots in the hot Arizona desert inside the home and often felt a female presence in and outside of the home. Sammy has also shown herself to people on the tour, and she tells them, do not go in the bedroom, because that's where she was murdered. Wow. So on this said TV show that I told you about, a man who actually lived in the home where Sammy was killed claims no one would stay in the room where Sammy was killed. It was actually his son's room at one point, and they had to move his bedroom because he always felt like a lady was in the room with him. Which, I, he was a youngster, too. So, if you're going to go for the boogeyman, you're not going to say there's a lady standing in my room. Oh, wow. I'm getting really weird feedback in my headphones. And it doesn't sound like either one of us. Just putting that out there. Oh, that actually makes it even spookier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounded kind of robotic. Oh. So weird. Uh-oh. Okay. So, um... It was also said that every July on the anniversary of her death, when Jerome is at a constant 90 degrees or higher, the windows in just this one room would fog over for no apparent reason. And mediums claim that this is Sammy's way of showing how sad she is. And the dripping of the condensation on the window represents the tears of Sammy. Oh, that's so sad. I know. Oh. Now, it's also said that where there's Sammy, there's also another ghost that is never too far behind. Before the son had moved out of the room that was also the crime scene of Sammy's murder, like I told you, he claimed he saw a gentleman walk through his closed door. And later, the boy's father had a sighting of the same spirit, and he described him as a very distinguished gentleman with a derby-style hat and a long tailored coat. He's seen as a shadowy figure. So the townspeople say that this may be the spirit of the mayor's son, which I get. The man who was head over heels in love with Sammy and wanted to desperately marry her. 
after Sammy's death, like I said, it said the mayor's son was no longer seen around town. That's legend, though. Um, they, I did see something that said they were actually, he and his brother stayed in town until the 1940s. But still, I mean, what, what date did I give? It was 31. 1931. So, yeah. Yeah. Was it the son? <laughs> or was it the mayor himself? Did he kill her? to get her out of his son's life. I mean, you can imagine in the 1930s, the son of a mayor marrying a sex worker. Apparently, however, the mayor never ran for office again after the murder as well. Uh, so. And he was a client of hers too? Yes. Yes. This could be like a family jealousy, like, I don't want this for my son, oh, but yes. I'm in love with her. Oh my God. What's, yes. Oh. This is so compelling. It's a soap opera waiting waiting to be written. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so no one really knows to this day, but my heart of hearts is saying it's the mayor himself who killed her and the son who's still looking for her or maybe trying to avenge her death by still following her around in death. I would uh, kill to head over there with my equipment and have both of them tell me their story. Oh, that Can would be imagine? that would be so exciting. Yeah. That that's So there yeah, you have it. That's super logical. I'm I think sorry. that's the most logical thing. And even having yeah. like those very specific pieces of information, uh, it makes sense because there have been stories where like people who are obsessed or in love with somebody will kill that person because they feel like that person doesn't deserve to be with somebody else, so they're together in death. Right. But the extra piece of, like, the mayor not running and those, like, that to me seems real. Yeah. Super fishy. Sketchy. Whatever you want to call it. Very. D, all the above. Let my wingmen for this song. uh, Song. Yeah, I just sang you a song. Sure. That would make a great country (laughs) song, though, wouldn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it would. The story of Sammy Dean. <laughs> Ballad of Sammy Dean. Yes, yes, yes. So my wingmen are <laughs> janmacklecollins.com and the show Ghost Stories that I found on YouTube and have absolutely no, no idea where it originally aired. I am so excited to hear your story. Oh, are you? Oh, yeah. Because I don't know. No? Oh, now I'm worried. Oh, I think this is the story that's going to make you regret ever inviting me on to co-host this podcast. <laughs> I don't think it can happen. I'm just saying, I mean, it may be really bad, but I doubt it because I adore you and I'm so fucking happy you're here. <laughs> I'm happy I'm here, too. Um, this one's wild. This is not uh, not as paranormal from the start, but it will lead to a place of, of sort of a paranormal question. And it also aligns with the story that you just told, which is great. Yay! I'm very excited. Uh, I'm going to get through this quick. There's a long description, and I'm going to fly through it, but uh, I'll be very uh, dramatic with this first little bit. All right. So the story starts with a 21-year-old Canadian student named Elisa Lamb from the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, Canada. 
She wanted a break from her studies, so she decided to hop on an Amtrak for a trip to California, where she visited the San Diego Zoo, and then she arrived in Los Angeles on January 26, 2013. So this was recent. Yes. Which is pretty... Which is I pretty love crazy. this story, by the way. <laughs> oh. Oh, yay! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yay! <laughs> I'm very excited that you know exactly where it's going, and I hope that I have a, a new question to pose for you with it all, because there's some oh, fun yes. history. Yay. So January 26, 2013, uh, she arrived in LA, and two days later, checked into the Cecil Hotel, which is near downtown's Skid Row in Los Angeles. The Cecil Hotel is notorious for suicides and violent deaths dating back to 1931, the most famous being that of Elizabeth Short who is the murder victim dubbed by the media as the Black Dahlia. Yes. Covered in goosebumps. Oh, so, so cool. I mean, not cool, terrible, but yeah, also... Yeah, awful, but yes. <laughs> pretty wild. Um, Lamb was initially assigned a shared room on the hotel's fifth floor, but her roommates complained about what the hotel's lawyer would later describe as certain odd behavior. So she was moved to a room of her own, just two days after. Oh. She contact oh wait, her contact, she contact, I don't know what I even said here. Uh, she contacted her parents in British Columbia every single day while traveling. On January 31st, 2013, she was scheduled to check out of the Cecil and leave for Santa Cruz. However, she did not check out and her parents hadn't heard from her that day, so they proceeded to call the LAPD out of just sheer concern huh. that her their daughter was hurt yes. or missing yes. like you would i mean even 20 24 if like 10 hours go by and you haven't heard from your own daughter as mm-hmm. who's texted you every day there's a problem exactly hotel staff claims to have seen lamb the day that day and said she was alone a manager of a nearby bookstore was the only other person who recalled seeing her that day the manager of that bookstore said she was outgoing, very lively, very friendly, and just shopping for some gifts to bring back to her family and friends. Which, okay. to me, doesn't align with the people who said she was odd, who she shared this room with well, two days before. Well, that was coming from the hotel's lawyer as well, so we'll just leave that there. You are 100% right. Um... After all the calls from her parents, police arrived at the hotel and began a search uh, to to the extent they were legally allowed to. They searched right. Lamb's room and had dogs go through the building, including the rooftop. But the canines were unsuccessful in detecting her scent anywhere. At all? At all. Oh, I didn't know that. Nothing. Yeah. Couldn't they... they the dogs were just trying to scent her out and nothing. Which I, I don't know how they got her scent... In the first place for the dogs to look for, but probably from whatever is left I'm in not the a room detective. is what I'm gonna gather. That makes the most sense. So, still mind blowing uh, that there was just no trace. Why the hell is she staying at the Cecil? Cecil's terrifying. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> it is terrifying. It's super terrifying. And unless they had a great rate, why would you stay at the Cecil and then share a room at the Cecil with Ugh. people at this hotel? I won't even Uber share a it's, ride. No, no. Nope. Skid Row hard pass. I did once. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, on February 6th, a week after Lamb had last been seen, the LAPD decided more help was needed. So her parents flew down to assist with the search, and flyers with her image were posted all over town and on social media. On February 15th, after another week with no sign of Lamb, the LAPD released a video of the last known sighting of her taken in one of the Cecil's elevators by a surveillance camera on February 1st. And this is where things take a turn into the, uh, mm-hmm. until the, until the chilling little pieces. So I'm going to break down the four minute clip, which is available online. You can watch it everywhere. It's yeah. everywhere. And we'll post it on the Instagram. Yes. Well, bits and pieces of it. Bits and pieces. Yeah. Four minutes. It's, it's about two and a half minutes of her, but it's a four minute clip in total. And it goes her at her movements and descriptions go a little bit like this. So Lamb enters the elevator wearing a red zippered hoodie over a gray shirt with black shorts and sandals. She enters from the left and goes to the control panel, appears to select several floors, and then steps back to the corner of the elevator. After a few seconds, during which the door fails to close, she steps up to it, leans forward so her head is through the door, looks both directions, and then quickly steps back into the elevator, backing up to the wall, and then into the corner near the control panel. The door still remains open in the elevator. Stays open. Stays open. Yes. Oh, gosh, that's so creepy. Uh, Goosebumps. (laughs) She walks to it again and stands in the doorway, leaning on the side. Suddenly, she steps out into the hall, then to her side, then back in, looking to the side, then back out of the elevator. And she looks terrified the entire time. Yes, like she's running from something. Yes. Uh, she then steps sideways again, and for a few seconds, she's mostly visible behind the wall. She has her back to just outside the elevator. The doors still remain open. She then goes back into the elevator, goes to the control panel, presses many more buttons, some more than once, and then returns to the wall she had come into the elevator from, putting both hands over her ears briefly as she walks back into the section in the corner of the elevator that she had been before, And then she begins to rub her forearms together and then waves her hands out to her sides with palms flat and fingers outstretched while bowing forward slightly and rocking gently. Okay. (laughs) I got nothing. I got nothing. No. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Nada. This can all be seen through the door, which still remains open. She then exits the elevator, walks away to the left, where she came in from and the elevator door finally closes for the last like two minutes of the video. It closes and then it opens and then it closes and it opens and it just closes. Oh, I've and never seen that for, part. Yeah. Just two minutes straight. And I'm, I'm watching that video and I'm just like, she's going to pop back up, but this is real life. This isn't a horror movie. So yeah, no, probably not. Yeah. It gets even crazier from there, believe it or not. So this was, that was February 1st. So during the search for Lamb, guests of the Cecil Hotel, and this part, if you're eating breakfast or anything, I highly recommend taking your eggs, sandwich, coffee. Whatever you have in your mouth, take it out right now. So the guests of the Cecil Hotel had been complaining about low water pressure. Some guests later claimed their water was colored black and had an unusual taste. Yep. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. On the morning of February 19th, 18 days after the video of her in the elevator, 
Lamb's decomposing body was found in one of the four thousand gallon tanks providing water to the guest rooms, kitchen, and a coffee shop. The entire building. Yep. All of it. All of it. I just threw uh, my mouth a little bit. <laughs> On February 21st, the Los Angeles coroner's office issued a finding of accidental drowning. The clothes she was wearing in the elevator video were the ones she was wearing when found, along with a room key and watch. There was no evidence of physical trauma, sexual assault, or suicide. According to the hotel staff, doors to the hotel's roof are locked, and any attempt to force them open would have triggered an alarm. So how she got inside the tank is also a question. All four tanks are four four by eight foot cylinders propped up on concrete blocks, and they're protected by heavy lids that would be difficult to replace from within because she was inside and the lid was on top. Well, and she was a teeny she, tiny little Asian girl, too. I don't think she could have lifted those things up. Yeah, she was 21 years old. Yeah. She was she was tiny. And the fact that her getting in, if she lifted it up, okay, that's one thing. But to, to get inside and then to push the lid back on is, is crazy. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. And there no. have been a couple people trying to figure it out. But with all the theories online... Non-paranormal causes of Lamb's death, people talked about her bipolar disorder, but when the coroner uh, turned over the toxicology report, she had medication, she was treating it, she had like 0.2%, a little tiny bit of alcohol in her system, they ruled out it was not a suicide at all, and it's just difficult to get in here. One thing that I've never seen discussed... And I haven't fallen down the deep rabbit hole of Reddit, so I don't know. But but a thing I haven't seen discussed is that maybe this was not just some accident or a murder. Maybe it was a malicious spirit. Because with the mass amount of homicide and suicide at this hotel, could that have had something to do with her death? It's my story and I'm sticking to it all these years later. Yep. We'll never know. No. And that's the thing. We'll never know. But if, I mean, there is honestly, so this all came, a lot of this, all this research came from Wikipedia. Uh, there is a Wikipedia page dedicated to the Cecil Hotel, which is no longer the Cecil. It's yeah, somebody called like it Stay out. on Main or something yeah. like that. Yeah. There is a timeline of all of the murders and suicide that <gasps> take place at this hotel. What? Yeah. It's, it's a suicide hotspot and a murder yeah. hotspot. So why would it not be? And once you, yep. if you haven't seen this video, what are you living under a rock? But if you haven't seen this video, um, <laughs> it's just, it's like she's looking at something that isn't there the entire time. When I first saw it, I'm just like, and, and this is before I was even into the, was it 2014, did you say? 2013. 2013. So I had just started getting into the paranormal, but that was, I mean, that was my first thought when I saw it. I'm like, it, it almost looks like she's talking to somebody yes. that isn't there. Yes. It looks like she's trying to, she, like something is following her and it's all about how you look at it. And if you watch this video as if something is driving her mad that like yeah. something is following her and then she's trying to like plea and escape something which is why yeah. she frantically presses the buttons why she moves her hands the way that she does sure it could be mental health sure but, but there's too many pieces that don't make sense yes 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, I didn't, I never heard that the fact that it, it appeared as though she was still on her meds. Cause as soon as I, I heard bipolar, I'm like, well, I don't know, you know, but the fact that she was taking her meds makes me feel so much more yes about something paranormal. Maybe it was an alien nope. we couldn't see. You don't know. Maybe it was, I don't know, any of those victims from that hotel could yeah. be haunting it. And there are several stories of the Cecil being haunted as well. So I love that story so much because, you know, it's got murder, mayhem, and mystery and ghosts possibly oh yeah there's so many allegedly all the unsolved cases allegedly allegedly ghosts all the unsolved stuff is is so fascinating to me and the fact that this one was like in 2013 and 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 it's not too long ago and it's just sort of been like tossed to the side um and the hotel is now under new management and it has a new name and it's been cleaned up and all this it's just i don't know there's this this goes back to like two weeks ago when we were talking about the idea of if ghosts were real and there were proof of ghosts, it would be almost more chaotic than aliens because people would know it would like question faith and things like that. So I think highlighting this story much longer would have been a very clear cut. Uh, It would have created too many. This isn't like a Casey Anthony type case where like you just don't really know who did it. This is something that clearly like there, how did she get in there? from one place to another place, uh, how? Exactly. It, there's just, it's it's insane. Unless it was a hotel staff member who murdered her, but I don't think no. that was a thing. No, I, do, I don't either. It's it's something that's, that's always kind of gnawed at me. At one point, um, I had done a story on the elevator game. Have you ever heard that? I don't think so. All the hotels... Um, I've stayed in in my travels. I think about it every time I'm in there now. So I'll I'll have to look it up and see if I can find it. But you hit the numbers in the elevator in a certain sequence. And when you had said that she had hit a couple of them a couple times, that's included in the elevator game as well. And it's supposed to take you to a different dimension. And you and it's like this whole thing you have to do to come back to your current dimension. Or I will look it up and I will. Um, what the heck? Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. So there's like things that happen in the elevator. Like it opens up on. I think it's the fifth floor. And it's always the same lady, the same lady in the same hat. And she joins the elevator with you. And you're not allowed to acknowledge that she's there, even though she's screaming in your face. And if you acknowledge that she's there, the game's over and you just end up somewhere else. In the same dimension still. So, But the goal is to go to the other dimension. And there's like a special like combination for each yeah. hotel and stuff? No, it's, it's one combination in any elevator. And you have, I mean, obviously you haven't figured it out I'm yet. I'm terrified to try it. I'm not going to lie. Oh. Just in case. Oh, it's, it's. I like this dimension. The idea. Yeah. I mean, well, for now, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> my kids are here. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. Could take my friends with me. We'll all pile in the yeah. elevator together. But yeah, it's the idea, like the fear of the unknown. It's like, it's the whole Bloody Mary three times thing. You know, I think. Oh, I've done that. To do it. Yeah. <laughs> But the elevator. But to do it, it's like that's. But that's 
That's so wild. Like, I mean, I oh god, you've ruined my night because I'm gonna dig down. I think it's on deep into Reddit, like the dark it's web. Everywhere, yeah, it's everywhere. So. <sighs> Someone has to know. Yeah, for sure. That was you did a great job. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. It's uh, it's that you know sometimes it's nice to mix it up and do those real stories that are. I don't know. It, it's it's crazy that this has not been talked, like the paranormal aspect of the story. Like, you're telling me the Black Dahlia murders happened in this hotel and you no one suspected that there would be some sort of yeah. paranormal entity that could have done this to her? Mm-hmm. Come on. Well, of course, they ha- they somebody had to think it and somebody had to say it, but it just didn't get out publicly. Yeah, it's way too quiet, and it shouldn't yeah. be. And I feel like it's it's too quiet because it's very recent. Yeah. And that so oh, good though. Some Area 51 Both of us stuff. had murder and mayhem and mystery. I love it. Yeah, we are very in sync. Yes, <laughs> I love when that happens. Um, I do too. So you, you you didn't dive into the the Reddit of the Cecil Hotel. I just the Wikipedia yeah. and I started looking at all the deaths and I was like, oh, that's my that's my answer yeah. right there. I, I need I'm afraid if I turn into somebody who checks Reddit often because there's a whole paranormal section that I will never leave it just like TikTok and dog videos. So, yep. Oh, yeah. Once you fall down there because, you know, it's fact and fiction sort of blur on, on the deep the deep Reddit dives. Exactly. So it's you got to tread lightly. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and read a story real quick because it's been a hot minute. Do you mind? I'm all for awesome. it. Awesome. This one comes from Random Xander, who has sent several stories over the years. Random Xander, several stories. He sounds like he lives a very interesting life. He absolutely does. So he starts it off with, I can't be more thankful to all of you for not only accepting my stories, but reading them as well. As you already know, my life is a strange one. I see ghosts. I vanished for a time, and well, I just have an odd existence as a whole. But what would you say if I told you that I had been legally dead before? Oh, this is about to get good, because I'm one of those people that feels if you're close to death, you're one of those people that sees shit. Oh, my God. I know. I know. Have you heard that theory before? Yeah. Well, like in the movies, in like uh, Flatliners. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's all I got. That's the frame reference I have. (laughs) Okay. When I was 13 years old, I went to a lake in my state for an outing with my family. The weather had started off nicely, bright sun, nice breeze, and and light fluffy clouds that can make anyone grin. The hours passed. However, the wind picked up and the sky began to turn gray. My younger cousin had made up her mind that she would go swimming no matter what. Despite the choppy waves and my inability to swim at the time, both her and my mother agreed to let her swim. I was to be her lifeguard. I think they're both idiots. (laughs) In parentheses. (laughs) I stayed on the beach keeping firm watch over my cousin. The beach was completely deserted. And we were the only two idiots near the water as an obvious (laughs) storm was rolling in. I heard my cousin shout from the water, and immediately I turned my attention back to her. She was struggling to crest the waves and was being pushed farther and farther away from shore. I made the split-second decision to rush in. 
I managed to doggy paddle to her. That's what I would have done as well at 50 years old because I can't swim. The waves (laughs) scared the hell out of me, and I lowered myself beneath her and began to push her upward. She had always been a strong swimmer. As I pushed upward, my body kept being drawn under the current. Finally, I gave one strong push, sending my body straight down. She crested the wave. The rest of the story was told to me by my cousin. I had failed to surface. She waited for five minutes, and still I hadn't come up. She finally ran to get the adults. She came back with the adults to find me being laid down on the beach by a man who hadn't been there before. Even she had noticed that no one else had been there all day. The man listened to my lack of heartbeat, then began to get the water out of my lungs. It took a moment, but I finally started breathing. I felt the beat in my chest. I coughed, vomited, and jerked back into life painfully. After I was given my second chance, my family came to my side to ensure that I was all right. The man, however, had vanished. No fucking way. No. No fucking way. No. Oh, Snap. Okay. <laughs> My cousin said, <laughs> uh, oh, the man, however, had vanished. My cousin said, sorry, I got all excited yeah. there. Um, he had vanished into thin air as claps of thunder filled my ears. Needless to say, the trip was cut short. No. Okay. He said, I consider myself a lucky boy. I have no idea who or what saved me that day. I'm not really a believer in guardian angels, never really have been, but if that was a guardian angel, I guess he saved this little weirdo for a reason. Thanks so much again for reading my stories. I'll keep sending my experiences and my family's experiences as long as I still have them. Random Xander. Dude! That is wicked. And I, you know, I believe it. I one hundred and ten percent. I, yeah, I, yeah, that's like guaranteed. That's a thing for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, Xander, you're amazing. I love when you send in your stories. Um, if wow. anybody's listening and you have a story, maybe that's not as freaking angelic as this one, but send your paranormal stories. It can be aliens hauntings cryptids whatever anything that's not normal is paranormal send it on into oddity files crew at gmail.com and any uh closing thoughts there nick i yeah i like i'm i'm not a big guardian angel believer as well and i guess my only parting thought is a uh, very condensed version i got in a very bad car accident by myself and there was no one on the road it was just me very bad and i'm still standing to this day but this you know before paramedics even get here there was this there was this woman on a harley and she she pulled the helmet off and she gray-haired wearing the the harley davidson gear just out of nowhere and love her she Like, no one was on the road. It was nuts. And so, like, I crawled out of the car, and I kind of sat, and I was kind of a little bloody and stuff. And before the paramedics get here, she put her hand on my face, and she just looked at me. And she said, everything's going to be okay now. And then she was gone. Get the fuck out, Nick. Yes. And so that was, like, 
I, I, it was hot. Like, I get it. There's things that happened, and I understand that. And so to hear Random Xander's story now, after all this time where I've sort of, like, kept this this thing to myself, it's so fascinating because in, in my mind, I'm like, cool. I was, I was not in my right mind. I was bleeding. It was hot. Like, this could have been, she could have gotten up and then just gotten and, and left, and I just wouldn't have noticed because I was surrounded by... Yeah paramedics and people who were like are you okay are you okay and the cops showed up and this and that but like she was there and then she wasn't and she touched me and i felt her like it was a thing yeah it was i yeah so to hear that story it really like i'm i'm fully behind Aww. that and i think that's special i, I it's, it's wild that. it's so crazy uh life is weird and full of mysteries oh for sure absolutely so, did, was she not there when the paramedics and everything arrived? I couldn't tell you. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was there. Wow. She was there when they arrived. And then when they arrived, as they were all, like, coming over to me, and there was probably about six or seven of them, she was she did that, said that, and then was just gone. Oh, wow. So. That's crazy. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing your, your exclusive story for Oddity Files. That was amazing. Oh, I... <laughs> You know, anything that I could do that if I can align. And that's why it's cool to hear stuff that like, you know, it's 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 good to feel that you're not alone in the world with all these stories and things. And that's why paranormal. And I know I'm getting like serious, but like the paranormal stuff, you do it. it's like a family. And it's so cool because when you yes. share an experience with somebody else, it's special. It's like playing music with somebody. Yes. Absolutely. I could not agree more. And that's why I call our little group the weirdos, because we are a family and we share each other's stories and we make each other feel better about the crazy shit we've been through in our lives. So yay. I'm, I'm glad that kind of comes off like I want it to. <laughs> you know what, guys? Weird is the new cool. And Nick's going to say... Ghost on. Yes! Hey. Episode 80 in the can. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Oddity Files is an independent production. Intro music created by DJ Jimmy. Wah, wah. 2020 artwork created by me, Kitsy Duncan. The opinions expressed in this podcast are ours and ours alone. Well, maybe yours too. If you like the show and would like to support us, visit oddityfiles.com and click on support or go to patreon.com slash oddityfiles. Every little bit helps with both the podcast and the TV show. You can also support us by watching Oddity Files on Amazon Prime. It's free to Prime members and dirt cheap to those who aren't. You can find us on all the social media sites at Oddity Files. Keep spreading the word by sharing, retweeting, and reposting. Join our Oddity Files Facebook group by searching Oddity Files Fan Group and click join. We'll approve you as soon as we can. All weirdos are welcome. Not into that social media stuff? Tell your coworkers, family, even the weird guy who just won't stop talking to you in line for coffee. Oh, and grandma, your grandma will love us. We appreciate each and every one of you. And if it weren't for you, we have no idea what we would do with our lives. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send it on in at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. 
Also, send in story ideas, silly, weird memes, or just positive vibes to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. You can also call in and leave that in a voicemail. Call us at 317-300-6699. To contact us about an appearance, reach out at kitsy at oddityfiles.com. When you have a set, rate, review, and subscribe. We know it doesn't sound like much, but it really helps us get up there on the podcasting charts. And remember, kids, weird is the new cool. Ghost on. Um, why are you still here? Go on. Get out of here. Turn it off. It's done. Really? I swear, go. Get. Serious, I'm out of here.